Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, a note. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Welcome back, everyone. We're so delighted to have you back with us for another episode. And specifically in this one, Linky and I will be tackling mental health and social media and how the one drastically affects the other. Because I feel like in my experience, it goes both ways in a lot of ways. Like you see mental health commodified a lot of times and then you also see it where it has a negative impact on how people not only perceive themselves but the world at large so Linky, why don't you take us away you know you when when we talked about this topic i thought to myself you know there's a lot to be said and i think when we look at our relationship with social media it tells us so much about our mental health. And um, I had a friend who said, when I'm on social media a lot, you must know that I'm not in a good place. And I thought, wow, okay, that's different. Cause she's like, cause then I'm not engaging in my life. I'm finding a distraction. I'm looking for something to fill the void. Um, I am trying to perform for society. Yeah. And that was, that was an interesting insight. And so, you know, yeah, I, th- I think maybe we can start on that point is how does, how does social media affect you personally before we just talk about it in general? Oh my God. I think I've, I've like just not even preached, but I could like stand on the rooftop of my house and just yell for days on end about how much I just loathe social media as a concept. Like, I think I can appreciate it for, you know, a lot of factors in the, I can mostly appreciate it for the connection factor, but I can also, you know, take away from it by means of there really is a certain face that you have to present. And I am not someone who is good at faking. I am not someone who is able to, you know, adhere to the rigid schedules that, you know, now we know them as influencers or YouTubers have. And that's okay. That's not really my place. But I think how that takes away is that it can almost like warp your understanding that the world is actually not like that. No one is this prim, proper, fit, you know, ready to hit a red carpet all the time. And while I can appreciate that there is an audience for that, I think we need to really seriously consider, you know, how far we want to take that and how far we are willing to go, not just for content, but are we willing to let that take away from ourselves? So, you know, I have this very uh, majority loathing relationship with social media, but I also appreciate it for, you know, being able to help people connect with others. You know, people need social media, for example, to listen to this podcast or however many other podcasts. So, yeah, that, that's my position. What about you, Lynx? Personally, I really love social media. I think it is such an interesting view of humanity. Mm. Um, I, obviously, I am across the world from my family and friends. And so it is so important for me to have that connection. And I think that's what I use it for. I do, however, have to agree that there is a... There, there's a fakeness to it. Um, 
And I don't think it's intentional. And, and I think, you know, we've seen lots of comments about this. Um, we've seen, you know, all sorts about the fact that, you know, don't compare your life mm-hmm. to someone's snapshot because yeah. that's what we're getting, right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting the best of them. And, and I can take the picture five times and choose the best one of them. You know, it's not like live a lot of the time. Um, and even, you know, even if we were to talk about reality TV, that to an, to an extent is also staged. But never mind. The point I'm making is to say that I think we have to be aware of how we use up social media. We have to be aware of how we engage. We are responsible for the way that we engage with social media and as difficult as that can be. And I, you know, I'm speaking for myself as well. I can say this, but mm-hmm. I know that in reality, I watch people's feeds and I'm just like, Oh, I look at my feed and I'm just like, Oh my goodness, I'm behind here or I'm not doing this right, or I'm yeah. not fit enough. Mm-hmm. And that comparison can really get to us. And I think that's the danger of social media. That's the big danger. And that's something that I want us to delve into a little bit more is how that comparison um, feeds an addiction almost to what we do because we're so attached to our Mm -hmm. phones. We're so attached to our devices that we're constantly checking. We constantly want to, you know, be caught up to what's happening in the world. And I think, I think there's caution to be had in that space. Oh, 100%. You know, when you mentioned the the reality TV aspect, I think social media is reality TV, but in an instantaneous sort of way, right? It's very, like, again, curated, scripted in many instances, especially if you look at, you know, influencer-specific pages, people are upfront about, yes, I may be selling you things, et cetera, et cetera. But I think for me, um, a big moment for me personally in my mental health journey was taking the steps to get to where I want to be when it comes to social media. You know me as someone who, like one of my biggest dreams is to not have a cell phone. Um, But I also realized that there's an unreality or an incapability of that actually happening. So I think what I'm trying to do now, and I mean, I admitted to you in our private time that, you know, I do have an addiction to my phone. I'm disgusted by it and I now want to change it. You know, so I mean, I've seen all sorts of techniques whenever you Google, oh, this is how you can break your social media addiction. You can be like, you know, you can grayscale your screen, you can put timers on your apps. And knowing the kind of person that I am, that doesn't work. So what I have to do is almost retrain my mind to say that. I'm not going to spend as much time. Obviously, what's nice is that, you know, with my phone, you can see how much time you spend on each app. And I know which ones it is I have to work on. And I appreciate that. So I think my biggest thing is what takes away from the connectivity um, advantage of social media is that there is almost a need to present your best self all the time, but it may not actually be your best self. It might be someone else's best self. There's just a need to, you know, understand what it is that we are presenting. And if that is, you know, what we really want to put forward. I mean, recently with my own personal Instagram, what I did was I, it's, it's always been private. That's fine. But I think what I did was I re 
focused what I wanted to put on there. So it was, you know, it's now just almost a digital photo album of like the different experiences and things that I actually want to share with the people that I follow and who follow me, who are mostly my close friends and family. Um, and that's enough. I don't have to prove anything. I don't want to prove anything. And if, you know, I, I think in doing so, what I want to do is, is to protect my mental health instead of almost rupturing it by feeling as if, oh, you know, I don't have like a six pack and I don't have sponsorships. And it's like, I don't, I don't need those things. <laughs> I Realistically, I don't. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said realistically you don't, because mm -hmm. I think there's an aspect where we're supposed to aspire to have those things. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I know that when I'm in my lane and when I am secure in who I am and what I'm doing, mm -hmm. that doesn't affect me. And I must be honest. I also think that social media serves right now, especially um, with COVID and everything as a space where people can feel like they're not alone. You know, I, I, there was somebody who said that we should unfollow people who make us feel bad about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not that those people are bad or what they're posting is bad. It's just that it's negative for us. And so I go back to that personal responsibility space. Mm -hmm. I have lots of pages that I just had to say, I'm not following you anymore. <laughs> I love you. I'm sending you love from where I am, mm -hmm. but I'm not following you anymore because I don't have a six pack. And the more I see you telling me how you're up at 5 a.m. in the morning or 4 a.m. or whatever it is, and you've got, it's just overwhelming. And so I stopped doing that. Um, I do, however, follow a lot of um, accounts that inspire me, motivate mm -hmm. me, um, some that still challenge me, obviously, mm -hmm. because I think that's important. Um, and I think it's, it's changed the way that I view my social media. It, it, it's changed that view because I now feel like I'm in control. And with my personal posting, I post stuff that I want to post. Mm. You know, I once said that, uh, I think I wrote this on Facebook. I said, I am going to like comment even if i'm the hundredth commenter mm -hmm. on people who are showing me their exercise you know showing me their baby for the you know 500th time the you know all of those things because i think that we need to stop telling people how to be yeah definitely we need to celebrate what they're celebrating and I think that's important. I love it. I love seeing people with their new recipes. I'm just like, woohoo, go you. I'm just like, I'm not going to post any pictures of anything I've cooked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're doing it, I'm going to like it. And um, if I want to comment and say mm -hmm. congratulations, and I am, you know, number 1,262 to say that, I'm mm -hmm. still going to say it. Um, and I think that that's, that's made a difference for me. It, it, it took a little bit for me to get there, but that's made a difference for me because I'm just like, like my comments or not like my comments. I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something positive. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say is that I keep it moving on yeah. the things that I don't want to see. Mm -hmm. I do not have to engage. Mm -hmm. I don't have to engage in the negative stuff. And yes, yeah, sometimes people have different opinions to you. Um, sometimes people want to engage in arguments on social media, but I'm like, I love you for who you are. And that one thing that we disagree on 
it's not going to end our friendship, but I can keep it moving. To go into the comments and have a big fight about it. Um, yeah, you think Harry Potter is terrible. I love it. Okay, let's keep it moving. There's no need for us to get ugly, mm-hmm. um, especially with our friends. I, I don't think that that's necessary because I don't think that that is constructive either in any way. So that's, that's, that's how I've been viewing it lately. And I hope I can stay in this space, but, but I do know when to take a break also. I do know that it's important to take a step back and not be in the social media realm just for a moment, just for my sanity. 100%. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to protect. Obviously, I'm nowhere near the goals that I have for social media, but I know I will get there with the right amount of work, effort, and, you know, additional research that might come up about how you can break, you know, the, the more negative aspects of a social media um, habit. You know, sometimes I'm just like, there's no need for me to be on this thing for two hours. I already feel bad about myself, but why am I still going? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I still scrolling? I think there's a there's an odd satisfaction to scrolling. And what I tend to do is I opt for an app like Pinterest, which doesn't necessarily negate. It doesn't necessitate that you interact, but rather you can save things and be like, okay, cool. I've had my scrolling fill and I move on. Um, but it's, you know, it comes back to exactly what you're saying. I, I do not need to engage and I won't. Like you see so much vitriol on social media, on the daily. And it's almost like it, it, it's kind of the, um, the swampland that is Twitter, right? I, I was like, I'm, I'm checking out. I cannot do this. Oh. No, it puts me in a bad mood. Also, why is everyone a minor celebrity? But that's, a, that's you know, a, besides the point. And, you know, as I've gone forward and as I want to go forward, obviously I know that, you know, despite my deepest dreams, I'll never not be able to have a cell phone. But I do know that I can be, like you said, coming back to personal responsibility, I can navigate a space where I can have a healthy relationship with my phone and know that, no, it's not there to harm me. No, it's, you know, I can break the addictiveness and the behaviors that, you know, make me want to go on Facebook and see what other people are doing and like so-and-so's vacation pictures from two years ago, as bizarre as that might seem. But like you said, I'm celebrating what another person chooses to share. I'm not going to negate it from you. If I don't like it, I can just unfollow you. It's fine. Um, And so I think that's something as a society and especially as people who you know, suffer with mental health issues, we need to take care of ourselves in that aspect. There's nothing wrong with sharing your story. Absolutely not. I mean, you might find that someone else needed to see your story or needed to, um, you know, connect with another person who has similar experiences, but we also don't owe people that. Correct. And people seem to think, and I, I, you know, I, I really feel for celebrities because I think people seem to think that they can say whatever they want on social media Mm -hmm. to whomever they want without consequence. And that's really a dangerous space. Mm -hmm. And I see how, yes, you have to grow a thick skin. And I understand when you're in the public eye, that's what happens. But I think about even just regular people who have, you know, public um, accounts and people comment whatever they want under there. And I think we, we've lost a sense of humanity 
to some extent in the way that we engage on social media because there is, is almost a, a false anonymity to it. And I know that right now people are starting to grapple with the fact that, oh, this stuff doesn't go away. Mm. Like, you know, the comments I made 20 years ago is still there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but to get to that point, we, we, we still, we're still a little bit careless in the mm-hmm. way that we engage. We're still a little bit careless and reckless in the way that we engage. And so I don't know. I think that we're all learning. And I think the more that we engage responsibly and, and you know, actually have an awareness, mm-hmm. the more likely we are to protect our mental health as individuals Um, because I think there's a lot of anxiety that can stem from social media, Mm. not just the comparison, but just also just like you say, the vitriol, there's just so much negativity out there. And there's so much that is just like almost compelling you to see the bad. Yeah. When in actual fact, we don't need to be focusing on that. Um, and there are people who are really angry and they take their, you know, they, they just post everything that they're thinking without thinking. Mm. Um, Social media is a, it's an interesting space. I mean, you know, I look at Clubhouse and how right now Clubhouse, a lot of people on stages will say, um, this is such a different app. I love the engagement. It feels like family. It feels so close. And I don't know how they created that, but people feel open and, 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 um, able to be so vulnerable and supportive. There isn't as much like negativity. Well, not in my hallway anyway, mm-hmm. but um, I go into rooms and I hear people telling their stories truthfully, sharing openly what it is they've gone through. And I see people rallying around them and connecting, you know, actually connecting beyond the app. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to, that's, that's created a shift that's created a very big shift and it's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that grows and how that, that, that changes the way that people engage with one another. You know, I think what you've just mentioned reminds me about how we all have a need in us to feel safe. And sometimes, you know, whichever social media platform you um, prefer, you know, you can garner those relationships. You, you know, you have your online friends, you have people falling in love online. You know, it really is a way that has almost translated the real world into this limitless space. But we also need to remember that what we say online, it A, stays there forever, but also it doesn't need to be brought into a real world space. Sometimes I've seen that where, you know, someone will be how they are on Twitter in real life. And that's not a way to interact with people. You can't be screaming at someone consistently and think that, you know, something positive or something will change from that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we use social media a lot of the times with movements like, you know, Black Lives Matter, Fees Must Fall, or any kind of, you know, movement that is calling for a social change. But I think Again, it is all of our responsibility to engage with it how we will, but not everything we think has to be said or written down. Literally, like it doesn't. And I understand that like, obviously not everyone has, I get why people vent online. I understand that because you may not have someone you can talk to in your own personal life, or you just really do need to scream into the void. But 
there is a consequence for that. We can't pretend that Correct. there aren't because you have yeah. your employers looking at your social media. You have, you know, all sorts of perspective. You never know who's watching, right? And I'm yes. not trying to kind of like install any kind of paranoia, but for every action, there is a consequence, even though they may not seem like it. So, you know, you can be sunny and, you know, just wanting to spread positivity, but know that, you know, the vitriolic and or the trolls will come out of the woodwork. But again, you don't have to engage. You don't have to be bullied off the internet simply because you chose to do something that someone else doesn't agree with. And you are allowed, and almost, I think you have to safeguard your sanity because, you know, as much as you want to connect and engage with people, you do not owe anyone your sanity or peace of mind. True. Hmm. That is so true. And I think one of the things that social media has also shown us is that you're not allowed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that is also such a terrible way to live life because everyone makes mistakes at some point. Some of them absolutely colossal yes but um social media has done this thing with cancel culture where it's like make a mistake and we will cancel you yeah and i don't know if that's a really good way to you know to change things yeah um i think yes there are people out there who do terrible things who expose themselves Mm -hmm. and you know, then people say, no, I don't want to follow you anymore, whatever. But I think that there are people who make mistakes, who genuinely just make a mistake and get just like completely, um, yeah, you know, canceled for, mm-hmm. for something that maybe they didn't know or, or they didn't realize would have such an effect or something they've said. And I think, it, it makes, I, I don't know, you know, it's a caution to all to say, just be careful what you're posting because you don't know what's going to happen on the other side of that. Definitely. And I think it's um, important for people to be able to make the distinction between um, mistakes and bad behavior, right? We, we, yes. say we somehow don't have this you know, I've made many a mistake in my life, things that, you know, sometimes used to keep me up at night. But then I also remember the lessons that I've learned from my mistakes. But, you know, there's a diff. I think the intention of cancel culture is to strip away um, someone's uh, stature or status within a certain community. But it's not done correctly. It's not done to the, often it's not done correctly because what you then want to do is say, to almost use that person as an example to say, you know, should you behave this way, that way, and the other way? And people come, you you know, you have harmed others with your actions almost indelibly, then this is what happens to you. And it serves as Mm. a testament to, you know, imp- people to improve upon themselves and not be afraid to make mistakes. However, I think where it goes wrong is to almost, A, not allow people to make mistakes that, you know, we all make in our private time and behind closed doors. But also, where is the room for changing your mind and just learning? Yes, yes. And that's it. And I think that, a lo- yeah, yeah. 
you know, people just forget that we are allowed to change our minds or we're allowed to learn or, you know, that's what growth is. Um, Mm. We're always growing. We're always learning. There's never an age at which we're supposed to have it all together and understand everything and have all the answers. And yeah, but I, but I agree there has to be a distinction between mistakes and bad behavior and consistent bad behavior at that. And I mean, yeah. you see it all the time. And like it, it, the, the biggest takeaway for me, especially from a mental health perspective, is when, you know, you are punished so absolutely in an online space that it trickles into your personal life. And then mm-hmm. where do you go? You know, people mm-hmm. have killed themselves due to, you know, just the excessive amounts of bullying and how it comes in droves and does not stop until, you know, someone unfortunately does take their own life or just is or just falls apart and has to start all over again, right? That we, as people, we punish others due to bad behavior. And that bad behavior is usually a result of other people or someone being harmed. And I completely understand that. But we also cannot take away that when we join a pack or are given into um, hive mind, we do have a responsibility in that. And, you know, that it's a huge responsibility when you look at it on a grander scale. But I think, you know, as much as we need to protect ourselves from you know, the negative aspects of social media, the vitriol, the, you know, fighting in the comments. It is also, I think, a a mutual exchange where we almost have to protect each other to just be like, no, Mm -hmm. just just don't do it. Don't make the comment. It's fine. We know and are aware of the adverse um, effects of social media on our mental health and how that can affect us so negatively but we also have to consider the fact that there's so much positivity that comes out of social media as well. 100%. And if we just focus on that negative, I think that, you know, we kind of, we, we're, we're slanted in our thinking. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to protect our mental health, I go back to what I said at the beginning, is that we have to take personal responsibility. We are the ones who have to say, this is enough for me. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the ones that have to be able to say, I, you know, and censor ourselves in a sense to be able to say, um, I, I'm not going to post that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go into that space. And when we do that, social media then serves the purpose for which it was created, which is for connection. Exactly. And the more connected we feel, the better we feel ultimately, because then we know we're not alone in this world. We're all grappling with things. And Mm -hmm. we know that there are just so many people who are like us, actually. Mm -hmm. And we find our tribe. And when we find our tribe, that is so much fun. That is so awesome to be in a space where you are surrounded by like-minded people, even if they're not in your physical space. 100%. I mean, I I have a friend who lives in, uh, you know, my general vicinity and we always just not play pranks on each other necessarily, but it's really fun to almost just like have this unspoken banter that goes on and it's really enjoyable on social media, but that's between me and that person, right? And, and, And that's okay. Again, no one really has the monopoly on how to do social media well. Mm. Um, and again, like you said, Linky, it's, it's, was devised for connection and communication. However, we do need to know that as with most things in life, there is a negative side and we can protect, we can, we can look at it, but we can also choose not to engage and thus protect ourselves from it simultaneously. Mm. 
Definitely. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Remember that we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Email us any questions, any topic ideas, anything that you want to hear from us. We would love to hear from you. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed on this podcast are our own. Our views and the views of any guests on our show cannot be construed as advice or should be used as medical recommendation. If you need help, please consult a licensed medical professional.